It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash EMC. After my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash getmore. Welcome in to the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. If you missed our recap of the Bucks Bengals uh, yesterday, I recorded with Joe Goodberry. Great, comprehensive, in-depth podcast. Something that you definitely want to listen to. So you can go back, listen to that at Locked On Bengals on Twitter at James Rapine on Twitter. I've tweeted out links. Uh, also subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, and Audio Boom. Dot com. Today, though, it's going to be a quick hitter. I'm down here at training camp. I uh, got out of the Bengals locker room just a little bit ago and uh, getting ready to head to practice. And there's a, a bunch of interviews, a bunch of sound I want you guys to hear. So I, I'll start with, so uh, let's start with Friday. And Friday night after the Bengals won 23 to 12, I caught up with Deshaun Jackson. And Deshaun Jackson, why would I talk to him? He didn't play really a, a big role in that game. I caught up with him to ask him about how he has mentored, how he knows John Ross. And he's obviously, their styles compare. They're both speedsters, downfield threats. So this is just about a minute long. But after the game, I caught up with Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receiver, three-time Pro Bowler, Deshaun Jackson, to talk to him about Bengals' first-round pick, John Ross. Deshaun, I know when I talked to John Ross, he said he's worked out with you and he knows you. How, how do you know him? Uh, sure, I've been kind of keeping up with him since he's been little. Uh, been playing Pop Warner in Long Beach. And, you know, I went to high school there, so younger dude, younger generation. Got mutual uh, friends. And uh, actually knew his dad as well, too. So been knowing him, been keeping my eye on him for a little bit. For Bengals fans who, who haven't seen John Ross play or, or seen much of him on the field, uh, what do you think of him as a player? Uh, I mean, he's electrifying. He's a uh, young player. He has a lot of upside to him. Um, you know, so... As far as his college career, he had a pretty nice, awesome, I mean, a pretty nice uh, college career. Look forward to doing the same thing in the, in the NFL. When he was drafted, a lot of people and during the draft process compared him to you, mm-hmm. um, just style-wise. Is that something you see as a similarity between the you two? Uh, I mean, as far as what he did in college, yeah. Uh, I have to wait to see what he does in um, the NFL, but definitely think he's you know, you know have the playmaking skill ability to come do the same thing in the NFL. So yeah, look forward to it. Deshaun, I appreciate the time. Uh, yeah. So that's Deshaun Jackson, and I just think it's it's interesting to to see that because you you have someone like Deshaun who's mentoring John Ross, and that can only be good, can't be bad, it can only be beneficial, and I think it's just something that you, you hear it and, and what he said and 
it kind of backs up everything everybody else has been saying. They compared him to Deshaun and it, Jackson multiple times said, oh, well, yeah, he hasn't done it in the NFL yet. And I think that's just not wanting to put Ross, put any pressure on him. But when you have a mentor like that, when De- Deshaun Jackson, who, by the way, I was standing right next to him, he isn't even as big as John Ross. So say what you want about Ross's size. But Deshaun Jackson has made a living in this league on being explosive, being a downfield threat. And he doesn't have the muscle that Ross has. He's not as thick. Um, so, And he's not as fast straight line speed-wise, at least as far as the 40 goes. So to me, I think John Ross is that the ceiling that we expected, that, that we saw that the Bengals bought into when they picked him ninth overall, I think that's there. And I, and I think that was my biggest takeaway from just talking with Deshaun Jackson. Uh, on the on the record with that recording and, and off of it as well. So one one other thing I wanted to get to off from Friday night, and, and so much has been made about the offensive coordinator Ken Zampezi and what he did. And Joe and I talked about it on yesterday's podcast. He moved guys around a lot. Mixon moved. Jeremy Hill moved around from the the backfield out to the wide receiver position. And I think that's something with this offensive line that they're going to need to do. And then after the game, I talked to Ryan Fitzpatrick, who played with the Bengals in 2007 and 2008, and he praised Ken Zampezi. So I just want, I want you to listen to this. Uh, the only reason is just to give you some context on how Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, a former uh, co-worker essentially, a, a former player of his, how he looks up to him. Here's Ryan Fitzpatrick and myself on Friday night. I know you've been back here at Paul Brown Stadium, but it's got to feel good to, to score a touchdown here in front of your uh, former fans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool coming back. You know, just a lot of it, you know, there's, there's a lot of familiar faces on the coaching staff, you know, on the other sideline. So it's nice to see all of them and even just the people within the organization. Uh, you know, those are the things just as I go from team to team, the, the memories are really with the people. And so it, it's always nice to catch up. Back when you were here, you were kind of a, a young guy. Now, more of a, a veteran yeah. in this league. When you look back at your time in Cincinnati, what, what are a few things that come to mind? Well, Coach Zampezi, um, I think about him a lot. You know, he now being the offense coordinator was the quarterback coach when I was here, and he was so instrumental in what I've been able to achieve in my career, just in terms of uh, how much I learned from him and um, the way that he pushed me every day and. So I, Coach Zampezi is a guy that I'll always, you know, hold in high regard and, and really be thankful that I, you know, cross paths with him. So when I come here, I think about him a lot. When you saw that he became the offensive coordinator, was that something that you expected at some point to happen uh, for him at some point during his coaching Yeah, I, I was really happy for him. I mean, he's, he's such a talented, smart guy, uh, you know, that I, I think he was, he was very patient and, I'm glad to see that all his hard work paid off. Ryan, I appreciate the time. Right, thank you. See, no, I think that's interesting, and, and I think it's interesting for a variety of reasons. Usually when you talk to former coworkers, when you talk to, to people like that, if they back you and if they, they buy into that stuff, then it's, it's a good sign. It's something that not only should we take his word for it, because he has, he has no reason to come out, oh, Ken Zampezi. But the first thing, oh, what do you remember most? What, what, what's something that reminds you of this place, uh, reminds you of your time in Cincinnati. He instantly went to Zampezi, his quarterback's coach, who's now the Bengals' offensive coordinator. I think that's a good sign uh, if you're a Bengals fan. Does it mean much? No, not necessarily. But I do know Ryan Fitzpatrick's a veteran. I know he's been in the league a long time, and he's uh, certainly 
Ken Zampese is a guy that he respects. And that can't be a bad thing if you're a Bengals fan looking at the offensive coordinator and kind of projecting what this offense could be in 2017. You're listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. This is one of the last days we'll do it from training camp, so the the quality, I know it's not the best sound quality today, but I want to get you these interviews uh, as quickly as possible. And I got two more for you. Trey Carson had 32 yards on eight carries on Saturday night, also had one reception for 23 yards, and he looked the part. He looked like an NFL running back. He looked like a guy who could make this roster. And he's also a friend of Joe Mixon's. They formed a friendship off the field. So I caught up with Trey today just to talk to him about his play, about potentially making the roster, and his relationship with Joe Mixon. You flashed a little bit on, on Friday. How'd that feel to get out there and have some success? Oh, man, it felt great. You know, I haven't played in a game since last preseason, so it felt great just to get out there and play against some guys that's not in the same locker room as you. So. Obviously, there's probably some pressure on you to, to perform, but last year you played in the preseason. Was there any rust taking a, a, basically almost a, a year off. I know you're practicing with the team and everything. Was there any rust at, at there at all? Uh, some rust, but I don't know if I would call it rust. You know, you go through so many practices and, you know, working on your craft, so I, I don't know if it was any rust or not. Just getting used to a lot of tackling again, you know, but it wasn't that much of a, you know, rust. This running back room seems just much improved with the addition of, of Joe. It seems like Jeremy's healthy. Gio recovered fine from that, that ACL. Uh, what do you see when you look at this group, obviously yourself as well? It's a talented group. Yeah, it's a very talented and competitive group also, you know. And uh, it's very family in there, you know. Everyone wants to see everybody make plays, you know. So it's very fun to be a part of. What was the, the addition of Joe? What has he brought to, to this locker room on and off the field? Um, Joe Mason is a... Uh, very talented guy, you know, everyone knows that, and, you know, he's very enthusiastic, he's young, so he brings that, you know, spark to the yeah. lock, to the room, so he's he's brought a lot to the team. I know he mentioned that, that you were kind of his mentor, that you guys kind of uh, hung out, do you hang out off the field, or do you? Yeah, sometimes we hang out. Uh, okay, what would, video games, yeah, just, stuff like that? He comes over to the house, play the game, we just chill out, you know, relax. Madden? 2K. <laughs> 2K, yeah. alright. You gonna he get the new Madden, one? No. Are you going to get the new 2K? Yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm okay. Gonna... PS4 or Xbox? PS4. Okay. Me yeah. too. Me too. <laughs> Did you hear they, um, in 2K, I saw this last week, they have all 30 teams. They have all time teams now. Oh, so yeah. Magic and Kobe and that will be on, all on the same team. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll take the Lakers and their all right. time team and you can have anybody else. I'll if the Heat got LeBron James, then I'm going to get them. Okay. Are you a LeBron fan? Yeah, LeBron fan. Okay. Yeah. Do you think he'll stay in Cleveland? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Do you want him to stay in Cleveland? I don't care. Wherever he go, I'm, I'm with Okay. Him. So it's just Team LeBron? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, as, as far as the, the getting back to football, as far as the rest of the, the preseason goes, obviously your goal is, is to make this roster. What do you think you need to do between now and then to kind of show coaches that you belong? Um, I just need to continue to make plays and be 100 on my assignments, you know, and, and try not to do too much, you know. To me, I feel like I'm not in, under any pressure, you know. I'm just coming here playing football, doing what I've been doing, and try to make plays within my assignment and, and do what I can do, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. And then as, as far as this offense, because a lot has been made about all the weapons, the additions, do you see that potential where this could be one of the best offenses in the NFL? Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, it's a lot of talented guys on our side of the ball. So I really think uh, we had a chance to be a very explosive offense this year. Trey, I appreciate the time. Oh, yeah, thank you too.
So that's Trey Carson. A little NBA 2K talk. We'll see if I, I get to play him with those Lakers in NBA 2K17. If so, I'm definitely going to win. Uh, but don't tell him that. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's keep it moving now with one more. And this is one with a former Tennessee volunteer wide receiver, Josh Malone. And, and the reason I talked to him is he caught his first NFL touchdown the other day on Friday night. It was an eight-yard touchdown from Jeff Driscoll. And uh, I just figured it was worth catching up with him, discussing that play, discussing what he expects uh, this Saturday, and, and a lot more. So here's my one-on-one with rookie wide receiver Josh Malone. Josh, you got, uh, got in the end zone on Friday night. How was that feeling, uh, scoring your first NFL touchdown? It was exciting, you know. Um, just happy I got the opportunity to make that play. Um, Ola protected well. Jeff threw a good ball, so um, just a blessed opportunity. Have you went back and, and watched uh, Friday's film yet with the team or in the wide receiver room? Yeah, we uh, already broke down the film, and um, you know I was pretty happy with my performance. So I still got a lot of things to work on, still a lot of things I need to improve on. But um, I was happy with my first game. What were some of the things you saw? Obviously, fans only see the touchdown, only see certain plays from the, the TV angles. But when you, you went back and looked at the film, just to give us an assessment of what you you, you did, you did in, in the receiver room as well. Um, like what I did, you know, I was satisfied with my performance. I was, everybody in the room was really satisfied with their performance. Um, just like with myself, uh, I want to just keep improving on my technique-wise and keep just uh, being solid with my assignments on runs and on fast plays. And just as a room, everybody just really had a solid performance and um, did what they were supposed to do. So, Does it feel like uh, the, the sky's the limit for that wide receiver group? I mean, you guys are are seven deep minimum, and, and, and I feel like I'm excluding some guys as well. I mean, there's a, a lot of wide receivers with a lot of talent on this team. Yeah, it's a, a very talented wide receiver room, um, which is good, for, especially with the practice, because it's highly competitive. Everybody's out there trying to make a play, and um, it's just exciting to be in that room because it has so much talent in it. Looking ahead to, to this week, uh, what, what are some – goals or things you're going to work on in practice this week to, to get set for preseason game number two? Um, as I say, you know, just to keep, keep improving in my technique, uh, keep improving on my assignments, uh, making making my reads faster, um, and just gradually just keep being 1% better each day and just take, keep taking a day at a time without looking too far ahead. Do you see the, the light at the end of the tunnel as far as your first NFL training camp goes at, at ending at the end of this week? Is it, has it been as, as tough as you, you thought it would be? Um, I want to say I see the light at the end of the tunnel yet because everything this year is going to be new for me. So um, I'm just going to take it, like I said, just one day at a time. And my first uh, NFL training camp, you know, I had some on ups and downs, but uh, I felt like it went well for me. And just want to just keep getting around the vest and just keep improving and keep watching now. So. Is, the, is there anything you do? Uh, I was talking to tight end CJ Uzama, and, and he plays golf clash. <laughs> is there anything you do during training camp to kind of get your mind away from football, even if it's, if it's something as simple as a, a game on a phone? Uh, I'll take a nap. Because <laughs> everything's just happening so fast, you don't know what's going to happen next. So just might as well just stay rested and just – Every opportunity I get a chance just to go back to sleep, I just go back to sleep. So, <laughs> Well, Josh, I, I know fans are, are looking forward to, to seeing you on the field more and more uh, starting this Saturday, so I appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Thank you. So that's Josh Malone, one of seven Bengals wide receivers at least that are, are vying for roster spots on this team. Man, 
you look at Trey Carson and Josh Malone, and those are just such depth pieces. I mean, Trey Carson, if he needed to come in on a relief role, I think he could do that as your third running back. And I think there's a legit chance that he does make this team. I think that Josh Malone definitely makes the team, obviously being a fourth-round pick. And he has the unique speed that you haven't seen yet in a preseason game. Just wait till he goes on a deep route. And, and Joe and I talked about it yesterday just watching him. He has that next gear that you don't really realize that he's going to have. And he might be right next to the defensive back, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's a two yards ahead of him, and he catches the ball for a touchdown. So Josh Malone's a guy I'm certainly excited to watch, and I think you should be excited as well. As for me, I'll be back here at Bengals training camp tomorrow with more interviews, more insight. Uh, if, you, if you missed the recap, I suggest you go back and listen to it. Great stuff from Joe Goodberry. Uh, he joined me. We hadn't talked in a while to recap the game. He will be joining me every single, uh, after every single Bengals game this year, playoffs, preseason, regular season, to do one thing, recap the game, bring you insight that you can't get anywhere else. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes, audioboom.com, the iHeartRadio app. Give us a follow at LockedOnBengals on Twitter, at James Rapine. And until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wild card exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.